Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Brought to you by our sponsor, Tax Pros, an award-winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services. With five locations in Southern California, Tax Pros is there to meet you where you are, offering phone and video appointments. Learn more or book an appointment today at TaxPros, taxprose.com. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, and most importantly, friendship. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie. And we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. So this is episode 52. That means we've been recording for 52 weeks. It is a year of podcasting for the Fangirls Podcast. I'm so proud of us. It seems like it went really fast. It did, you know, and then it kind of all just runs together. Like, you know, last time I thought about it, I'm like, oh, we're on episode 27 and now we're on episode 52. Jeez. You know, know. like we started with how we met at an Outlander event and now we are, this is the second to last episode of Outlander Mm -hmm. six that we're covering. And we met right before season three, but we've known each other for almost five years. So, you know, that tells you how long Droughtlander is, right? (laughs) Right. Cinco de Mayo 2021 was the day that we launched the Fangirls podcast, the very first episode. And here we are just doing the thing. Well, except for last week because COVID finally got me. Yeah, it was a bummer. I'm feeling much better now, which is great. Here we are. I'm glad to have you back, friend. So yes, we are back to talk about Outlander. Yes, we are celebrating with our 52nd episode. And our one year with Believe Podcast Network is at the end of May, which is pretty cool. Here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. We are talking spoilers. We are recapping on Outlander episode 607, Sticks and Stones. So this episode was directed by Jamie Payne, and he directed the last two episodes of season five, and he's doing the last two episodes episodes of Outlander season six. He did Journey Cake and Never My Love. Which is one of my faves. Which I thought you would find interesting. I really like his cinematography these scenes, these kind of up close, intense scenes. And I noticed through this whole episode, you know, Claire's like trying to fight her demons. Did I kill Malva? I don't know what's going on. Am I even worthy to be here? And at the same time, it's juxtaposed with Lizzie getting down with identical twins and marrying both of them. And then it's like, you have this really serious situation. And the balance there was really interesting. I would say the Lizzie and Beardsley storyline just stole the show. Oh yeah. Claire's over here getting ostracized on the ridge and we are living for the Lizzie storyline. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, they have two bodies, but one soul. And that was in the book too. And Diana Gabaldon, she exactly Facebook, she said something about that where someone had commented like, was that even in the book? And she's like, yes, it was in the book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We all read that part. I just loved how there was no shame in Lizzie's game. And Claire's over here saying the people on the ridge are not going to take kindly to this. And she was like, I got nothing. I'm sorry. I regret absolutely nothing. Yeah. I do it again. <laughs> there was a lot of flirtation going on between Lizzie and Ian 
for a while in the books before Lizzie finally moved on to the Beardsleys and was like, if you don't like me, I'm going to go to not one, but two dudes who do. My favorite Claire moment, I think, on a more serious note, was when she finally talks to Jamie about what the heck's going on and she faces her demons. I've been waiting for her to do this this whole episode. I'm like, just tell your husband who's super loving, understanding, like, just tell him your feelings. Yes. So while I don't agree with what they did with Claire's character at all this season. Yeah, I don't either. The addiction to ether does nothing for me. It wasn't in the books. I understand how they're trying to mislead the viewer who isn't a book reader. Right. But that was also my favorite scene, seeing her finally have that mental breakdown and acknowledge how long she's been compartmentalizing everything for so long and how she's done it as a surgeon, a mother, a wife, and going through the stones, time traveling and all these other chaotic things and breaking that down. I was like, yes, you deserve this huge mental breakdown. You absolutely deserve it. She's such a strong woman. It took a lot to break her and rightfully so. She went through like a huge trauma. This similar trauma nearly broke Jamie as well. And he's like, you got me through that. It was That tender moment between them was my favorite moment with Jamie because he reminds her of what she means to everyone around her. Mm-hmm. especially him. And he's like, I want to help you get through this. You're not alone. Right. You know, there's the two of us now type of thing. <laughs> it's definitely that moment. It's like, that's why you're married. That's why you're together. These two souls that are meant to be together. She's not supposed to go through this alone. They did that for 20 years when they were apart. You don't need to do that when you're together, when your husband's right there. What was your favorite Jamie moment? My favorite Jamie moment was actually when he was giving Roger the pep talk on if you really don't feel like going to war is your cup of tea. Yeah. And if you feel like being a minister is it, the people of the Ridge love you. People of the Ridge yeah. follow your, your services. Mm-hmm. They trust you. If this is what moves your spirit, do it. It's a worthy calling. Yes, it's For absolutely sure. like going to war just because you're a man is not the only calling, you know, Correct. And especially in that time, like being a man of God. Yeah. That was a really good moment. You're right. Like Roger typically doesn't get it's not that he doesn't get sound advice from Jamie, but he doesn't normally seek it out from Jamie. He respects Jamie Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Having those solid Jamie Roger moments. I live for that. Oh, for sure. We read it a lot more in the books. Yes. There's a lot more of an exchange where you see this passing on of advice from one generation to the next. And we get to see that a lot. So it was, it was really nice and refreshing to have that. Cause you're like, oh, this is kind of like the books because Roger's Jamie's right hand on the ridge. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also Ian, who I guess maybe is the left hand. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Roger Mack, like, is his his guy, you know? So I love, yeah, I love that moment too. Okay, so my favorite Roger moment, it was kind of Brie and Roger mixed when Lizzie comes in to get married to, to Kezi, whilst mm. already being handfast to Josiah, unbeknownst to Roger. And then- when they're getting ready to leave Brie and Roger later in the wagon. And he's like, oh yeah, I married them or whatever. And then there's like that moment of confusion. Right. <laughs> like Jamie's like, what do you mean? You married them. But she was hand passed with his brother the other day. And just that moment of everyone like, what? Yes, it is exactly how I remember it in the book. Yeah, Like I had the same reaction that Brie, Roger, Jamie, and Claire all had. I was like, yo, this girl just had a very strong mic drop moment. Mm -hmm. And I tip my hat to Lizzie because to me, 
sharing anything is a headache, let alone sharing it with a significant other is a giant headache. And now you want two. You want two husbands? Okay. I was so impressed with how not just sneaky, but she has, again, no regret. She regretted nothing. She was so savvy about it. And for this, we do not give Lizzie enough credit for being as smart as she is. Well, I think she was always kind of very passive and kind of going the flow. Like you don't see this coming. You're like, wait, wait, excuse me? You did a what? <laughs> With who? At the same time? Okay. You got to hand it to her. I mean, she knew what she wanted and she didn't let anything get in her way. Cheers to Caitlin Orion for nailing that scene. <laughs> yeah, she definitely did. I didn't so much have a favorite Roger moment, but I had a favorite Brie and Roger moment. Ooh, what was and, it? And it was him mustering the courage to chat with Brianna about becoming a minister. Oh, uh, yeah. And she was like, I don't know how this is going to go down with me being a Catholic, but uh, <laughs> they're so cute. He, yeah. He was so concerned that she would be up in arms about it because she kept calling him out over the season. Well, well, you're not a minister, but you're not this. Why do you feel this calling? So she was very supportive. I did not see her not being supportive in the long run, but them coming together to have that conversation. Yeah. She was like, okay, I guess if you want to like, I don't know, be with God, that's cool too. Whatevs. I think she asked a very like poignant questions to him to kind of maybe bring him to that realization of what he wanted, because there was, you know, in prior episodes where he was spending a lot of time with Amy and it like, doesn't look right. And he's having these conversations with Brie and he's kind of starting to realize like, oh, as just a regular man, this is not good, but I have this desire to minister to people. And I think through those conversations of her asking questions and getting down to it, it was like, it revealed to himself his own desire. So I think this episode was pretty heavy at points, but it was nice having that lighthearted relief. And then we're left with this huge cliffhanger that Claire's about to be arrested for murder. I mean, that was also very true to the book, which I can applaud everything that was to the book, not just this episode, but throughout the season, they've done a very good job with that. I just had so much disdain for Alan Christie at <laughs> Malva's service. And when Claire picked up the casket, oh the baby yeah, casket, that was hard to watch. It was hard to read mm-hmm. all of it. It was, yeah. it was rough, but they, they were following the story. I think they did a good job with it and casting was on point, but you definitely made me hate Alan Christie as much as I hated him in the book. So Oh, yeah, job he's casting. Just, he's despicable. Yes. He did a great job. Alexander Vlahos. Yeah. He's a good actor. He was in mm-hmm. Sanditon too. I was like, look at you and that range that you've got. Right. Um, but you know, he's good at playing like a slimy guy. Yeah. Just you know? total scumbag. I mean, he's so handsome, but like, as far as character acting goes, he's got the slime ball thing down. Yeah. That scene with the caskets. Whew, that was tough. I mean, it's these moments where Claire is bringing like her 20th century medicine situations to this time, it's continuously misunderstood and it's always gotten her in trouble Mm -hmm. and it, but it doesn't ever turn her away from it. You almost get burned at the stake as a witch just time. And again, it's like, you're a witch, you're this, you're that. And you know, she still doesn't stop her. Mm-hmm. from doing what she does best and saving lives. And it's her calling. It is. I will say I did spend a good portion of this episode, not just looking for holes, but looking for Easter eggs. I have friends who aren't the book readers. They're the viewers who I got hooked on the show who were just like, oh, I think it's so-and-so. Oh, I think so-and-so murdered Malva. They were trying to look for Easter eggs as to who did it. 
Oh, they didn't give anything away. There's no way that you could know unless you know. I mean, and I thought they gave away a lot personally. I was looking at a specific character as they were questioning certain characteristics of Claire. I mean, I immediately, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, they just gave it away. Here we go. But you also don't see like how she, how she's being treated behind closed doors, except for like by her father beating Mm -hmm. her constantly. And this is, and like, why is he beating her? Yes. The viewer who hasn't read the book doesn't know why. I did get a couple good guesses from a few friends who were messaging me. Oh, what'd they say? They were for sure convinced it was Tom. Okay. And or Alan. Okay. They're like, there's no way Jamie would do that to Claire. Are you kidding me? Their love is forever. They were convinced Jamie would never do that to Claire. Well, he would never. He would never. There's a lot of fun texting about who could possibly be baby daddy and or who's Melva's murderer. Yeah. Oh, man. I was like, you guys should read the book. Yeah. You guys would love the books. And if you're not book readers, get on Audible. It was not a sponsor. Just (laughs) listen. Just listen to it. I mean, Davina Porter. Oh, man. She is like the best audiobook narrator artist of all time. She's incredible. And now it is time for the Fangirls Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form, with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. And for the entire month of May, we are offering 20% off our whole shop in honor of the one-year anniversary of the Fangirls Podcast. Woo! The Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called The Fangirls' Favorite Things, inspired by our favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. In honor of our one year of podcasting, we here at The Fangirls Podcast are celebrating throughout the whole month of May. Check out our Instagram, at The Fangirls Podcast, for all the latest details. Looking for fun fandom merch? Look no further. Check out our newest online store at tpublic.com. All the details will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Outlander, Outlander Stars, Diana Gabaldon, any of the cast of Outlander, just big fans, very big fans, huge fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.